Ahoy! Welcome to Bottom of the Stream. I am Adam. And I'm Nick. <laughs> I don't know why I did it like that. I usually say the episode number, don't I? It's episode... Yeah, you threw me out. Episode 13 of season 3. I nearly forgot my own name. <laughs> don't be forgetting your name, that'd be really embarrassing. I know. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a good start. Who are we, Nick? What are we doing? Uh, we are Bottom of the Stream. We are the best podcast at... <laughs> In the world. The end. Trying to find... <laughs> um, we are trying to find hidden gems on uh, on Netflix. We are indeed uh, from aboard our streamboat. Although currently we are socially separated, so you are on the streamboat and I am on a small dinghy, um, an acceptable distance behind, Be- being towed along in my wake. Exactly, <laughs> uh, and we randomly select a movie every week. We watch that movie, we come and talk about that movie, and we will throw it onto our stream table, which we have for every season that we do. We're into our third season, which means we are coming up on, what, 65 films? Yeah, Um, yeah, coming up for it. And we have seen a fantastic range of films (laughs) going from the (laughs) absolute bottom of the barrel uh, to yeah. a few diamonds in the rough, which is what this is all about, really. I couldn't agree more. That is exactly what we're all about. We're looking for those diamonds in the rough. I don't know why I've just said the same thing that you said. <laughs> Although, actually, I don't think we've had a great number of diamonds this year. I, it's been a very season, mediocre sorry. season so far, hasn't it? They're, they've all been very similar, along a similar vein. A couple of good ones, but I, I, I await to be blown away by anything still. Agreed. Fast Color was really good. It that was deserves very good. to be where it is, but in comparison with the rest of them, it stands miles ahead. I still feel like there's a better film for this season. I still yeah. feel like we can get a new number one this season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, we're only like halfway through, aren't we? So um, can we yeah, get plenty of Do you time. think the bottom of the stream, the bottom of the stream table, will be beaten this season? I loathed Deadly Detention. I know you did. <laughs> it's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Wow, I don't know. I, I think that can be beaten as well. We've seen we've seen worse. Uh, not much. No, I, well, we no, had but this we have discussion at the time. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we've really seen much worse. Hot pot's worse. Uh, they're on. They're in the same uh, <laughs> same wow, row of wow. the ballpark. <laughs> well, let's hope we don't. Let's hope the detention is the bottom of the stream table at the end of the uh, season. Uh, how is things on your little dinghy? <laughs> Cold. I've been absolutely <laughs> buffeted around this week. I know, it's been crazy this week, hasn't it? I've had to, you know, can't even have my umbrella up for the risk of being struck by lightning. I've never seen lightning like the last couple of nights. It's a good job we weren't recording two nights ago, because we just wouldn't have been able to do it in here. <laughs> it was so loud, and there was lightning strikes constantly. It was ridiculous. I, I Check out my personal in Instagram for some videos. What's <laughs> the uh, what's the address of that? Or you're not giving that out? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you can find it from the bottom of the stream on it. I'm sure it'll be linked there somewhere. I don't know what it is, to be honest. So, talking of the bottom of the stream one, what are, what are our socials? Our socials, good. Well, good segue. I like that. Um, our Twitter is at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Instagram is the same, at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. If you for use Facebook people. The website is bottom of the stream.com, uh, where you will find every episode we've ever recorded and all three seasons current stream tables. And you can also join us on Patreon, where you, for a couple of quid a month, you'll get some extra bonus episodes, uh, early access to episodes, some merch, 
you get a wild card if you go in at a certain level, so you can have your own selection one week on the show. We don't mention that enough. And Nick does a newsletter every month, which is a really good read. Oh, thanks. No problem. Do you mean that? Yeah, I enjoy your newsletters. <laughs> I look forward to getting them. Good. Well, I'm glad that you do. I will, I will keep on doing them. <laughs> good. I, I enjoy writing them. Good, I'm um, glad. Mostly because I put a lot, lot of jokes in. It's a real expense. shame. <laughs> it's a real shame. Well, yeah, that's true. It's a real shame that only two people get to read them. So yeah. join us on Patreon yeah. and become that third person. Um, if you can't do that, then uh, please give us a review either on Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts, because uh, that obviously helps with the algorithm and puts us in people's ears. Yes, exactly where we want to be. More people's ears, please. We had a, an interesting week this week, didn't we, Nick? Yes, let's talk about uh, our cheeky bonus episode, which we, we dropped did. Last, last Thursday. Last Thursday. Yeah, everybody uh, got a cheeky bonus. We, we did. It was our first interview episode that we've <laughs> yeah. done. So we, we called it Bottom of the Stream Meets dot dot dot, and hopefully it won't be the last. I really enjoyed doing it, and I'd like to do some more. It was fun. Who did we meet? We met Sam Asherov and Raza Rizvi, who were the co-writers and co-directors of a, uh, as they called it, micro-budget film, uh, I'll Never Forget My High School Friends, which isn't on Netflix. It isn't on Netflix. They dragged us over to the dark side. We we left our stream yeah. and joined a, joined the Amazon. Yeah, the big river. Um, it's available <laughs> on Amazon, free to Amazon Prime uh, for a small fee. If you've not got Prime, you can rent or buy the movie. Uh, and it's a kind of coming-of-age tale, isn't it? It is. It, it's three ninety nine to rent and nine ninety nine to buy. I looked that up. There you go. There you go. So, But if you've got Amazon Prime, it is free. It is. It's a teen coming-of-age. Like, they describe it as found footage as well, which it is. But you only really hear of found footage in horror films, don't you? So Yeah. And it it's a found footage coming of age teen love story. Basically, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. And uh, yeah, it's, and it's not over cloying. Uh, no. You know, I, I will do my disclaimer. I've ge- genuinely, you know what we're like on this show. We will call something out if we don't like it. Uh, and that is not the case with this. Um, genuinely. It was a really enjoyable movie to you watch. You made it sound like we weren't going to call it out if we didn't like it. Then. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it is a genuinely good film. Again, considering it's made by two essentially students, or four or five essentially students, and to have a feature on Amazon, it, I think he said he was 22? Yeah. I think that's really amazing. It's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a really good film. It's a really good interview. They're really interesting guys. We talked to them for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. And they told us all about the process of making the film and all some really interesting stories. So check that out and then check the film out. Or check the film out first, whichever you want to do. Yeah. What do we do now? Netflix news. Let's do some news. Let's do some Netflix news. I've only got a few tiny little bits this uh, this week. Um, have you heard of Cursed? No. Cursed is a new TV series that's coming to Netflix on July the 17th. Sounds like it could be up your street. It's fronted by Catherine Langford. Oh, right, okay. Was the, she was the main girl in the first season of 13 Reasons Why. Uh, she's in Knives Out. She's in Love, Simon. She's in quite a lot of stuff. Um, it's a retelling of the off... How do you say off? Uh, you know the tales of Arthur. Arthurian. Arthurian legend. Arthurian legends. <laughs> of the sword in the stone and that sort of thing, but told from a female's perspective and... The trailer was released today, and it looks really good. It's, I think it's like Netflix's next attempt to make a Game of Thrones. 
because right. they've, they've tried quite a few times. But yeah, it looks quite good. The, Netflix, the trailer came out today. The show starts on July the 17th. All episodes streaming on July the 17th. When we're finished here, I will go and check out the trailer. The trailer's good. It's, it is good. There's, a, there's a quite a cheesy line at the end, but it, it works. So it's quite nice. My only other piece of Netflix news is that the Jurassic Park trilogy, the original trilogy, is coming back to Netflix on the 1st of July. Oh, um, happy days for you. So that will mean all five Jurassic Park films are available on the stream at the same time, which hasn't been done before on Netflix. Funnily enough, <laughs> it's almost as if we planned it. The other night, uh, we watched Fallen Kingdom, the most recent one. Yep. Uh, I'd never seen it before, so... Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was all right, actually. It's all right. It's the, none, none of the two new ones are on a par with the originals. But oh, I don't it's, know. It's been a long time since I've seen <laughs> two and three from the originals. Two's all right. Three's a bit ropey. I, I love, you know what? You know I love the Jurassic Park films. I read today as well that some films are starting to go back into production in the world. Yeah. And Jurassic Park Dominion, I think it's called, is refilming. They're starting filming again. Cool. It's going to be all like humans riding on the back of uh, raptors and stuff, isn't it? Or raptors riding on the back of humans. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, so for the first time, all five Jurassic Park films will be streaming at the same time on the same network, same service. So I thought that was quite interesting to point out. If you're in the UK, we can't. We can't. Yeah, I'm not sure about America or anywhere else. Or anywhere else. But uh, yeah, so that's. It's been re- the last few weeks have been really quiet for news on Netflix. We I don't know absolute- why. We had an absolute deluge about yeah. three weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, obviously they're uh, they're stocking up a bit. Yeah, they must be. It's a strange one, isn't it? Have you been watching anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I I have tried one of your recommendations this oh, week. Oh, right. And I've watched a couple of episodes of Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, I finished it. I've watched them all now. What did you think? It's, it's uh, really really nice oh i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna slag it off then i was about to hang up on you it's he's so happy he's he's such a lovely guy isn't he i mean i don't know he's not the size of a house Um, i know (laughs) but yeah it's really it's quite heartwarming actually for considering Hmm. it's i I don't mean to belittle it in this way but it's just a guy going around eating food yeah um yeah but there's usually a nice story in there in the episodes of watch a bit of a historical slash heartwarming tale yeah making uh, friends along the way his attitude's just yeah he's just he's loving life isn't he yeah i can't recommend it enough it is such a good show all of them are really good as well i've watched every one now and there isn't a bad one amongst them cool it just it really wanted to just make me travel and well, i can't <laughs> i really I, want to now i will take umbridge with netflix a bit though yes yeah. It's just spat say. them out in a, in a completely random order at me. I'm not uh, sure why it does that, because there, there are three seasons on Netflix, but it doesn't play them, as in season one, episode one, two, three, four. It doesn't no. do them like that. It's really weird. It just it like It's like it randomly picks one for you. This is not the first time this has happened to me when it's been a non-sequential program. No, it happened to me in something else as well. Uh, we I remember the first few times we watched Queer Eye, to sort yeah. that, that again, one of my <laughs> other favourite shows. Um that did the same, hmm. and, and you ended up watching like season three, then four, then one, and then. Uh, I, so why. I don't know why it does that. I don't know. It's a strange one. I know. Do you remember Love, Death, and Robots when that first came out? Oh yes, yeah. That was done intentionally, so that Netflix had an algorithm that, based on what you watch on Netflix, it picked an order for you of how you oh, would right, enjoy okay. the episodes. So that was done intentionally to do them right. Everybody had a different random order for these six short robot films but 
I don't know what's happening now with the, especially with somebody feed Phil. It's really weird because I watched all of season one, then all of season three, then all of season two, but none of them in the right order. Oh right, okay. And in some of them, he talks about places he's been before, and I haven't seen that episode yet. It's yeah, that happened. That happened to us. So we watched the the London episode, <laughs> and, he and these two Dublin. these two Irish dudes turn up. Yeah, I have no idea who these guys are, <laughs> and and he's, he keeps throwing back to this yeah Dublin episode. Dublin episode. The Dublin episode is really good, actually. If you check that one out. I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll I don't know why it. Netflix does that, but they do, so be prepared for that. You can select to watch them in the right order, but it's just a bit more time Well, yeah, but when I press play, I expect it to start with season one. one, episode one. Yeah, and it doesn't. Well, that, like I say, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter because it's not like plots, is it? No. But it's, why, would, why does it do it for a couple of the documentaries when it wouldn't do that for, I don't know, Friends or The Witcher? Or... <laughs> It'd be really annoying if it did it for, for a normal yeah. drama show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, what? check out Somebody Feed Phil. It's a really good show. What do you think of the theme tune? Yeah, it's very good. I love it. I keep yeah. singing it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, Anything else? Watch, uh, watched just uh, one of a stupid, easy something to watch on Saturday night. So we watched Spencer Confidential. Oh yeah, uh, which was a Mark Wahlberg film. Yeah, came out maybe six weeks ago, two months. Yes, I, f- uh, I feel like it was like beginning of lockdown kind of time. One of the biggest things, according to Netflix, that they've ever released yep. in terms of number of views. Again, using their uh, <laughs> quite questionable counting technique. Yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. exactly what it said on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stupid action one-liners, uh, and it's got Marky Mark beating people up. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and you know they set up for a sequel at the end, which I'm sure uh, I'm sure will turn up at some point. Probably the Netflix seem to be in the realm of sequels these days. There, there was a point where they weren't making them, but they're doing them now. So maybe ah, everyone's after their own little franchises, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Recommend it to me. Knowing I mean, me, I, yeah, I don't think you'd hate it. I, I, you know, if you're ever in that kind of mood, yeah, I, it's not. It's not terrible. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Would I recommend it? I don't know if I'd go that far. But it's fine. <laughs> I, I might check it out. If I get really bored one night, I might check it yeah. out. Anything else? Um, I think that's about it for me. Cool. Um, I've finished 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yes. Um, be aware of the last episode if you do it, if people who are watching it. because it's... I've, I've never seen it. I feel like I've seen it from talking <laughs> to you. It's, it's devastating. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. That's, exa- that's a great way of describing it. I really enjoy it. It's a really well-made show and the stories do need telling. But that last episode killed me. <laughs> it really did. It's it's hard. It's a hard watch. That last season was a hard watch. But yeah, it's, it's a good show and it's definitely worth watching. And it's done now. That's the end of it. I also watched a show that you recommended a few weeks back. All right. I, I feel like you completely undersold it to me. Oh, really? <laughs> there was a show, what did I, you accused me of underselling something to you. I can't remember uh, what it was. Might have been Medical Police ages Yes, it was. Ago. It was Medical Police. So I recommended it to you, but you reckoned I undersold it. You definitely undersold Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Did I? You completely. It's such a good program. It's, it is really funny. It is so funny. I watched all three of them in two days. There's only three episodes on there, isn't there? They're about an hour yeah. each. Yeah, yeah. And they're like stand-ups. It's like improvised stand-up, like sketch show. Kind yeah. Of. So I talked about I talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, so it's, it's two two guys. Um, 
Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz, who was in Space Force uh, recently. He was also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. So they come out on stage, they ask the audience a few questions, um, and they just improvise a show based on whatever the theme is that they've been talking to the audience about. That's brilliant. Uh it's really good. They they do vary slightly. I think I, I quite like the second one was the best. But yeah, no, I didn't think I undersold it. I, I said it was great, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, but you didn't you didn't sell it enough for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> I'll I, do better. You say the second one was the best. I think the third one was the best. I think the the last one. I, I don't even know if Netflix show these in the same order. We might be talking about the same episode. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite uh, possible. The job interview one, I thought, I thought that was really, yeah, that was a, really good. Yeah, that was the third one. There's a point in it where they forget what they're doing, completely forget what they're doing, and who, which characters who. And it, I was crying. And you know me with comedy, but I was proper belly laughing at it. I thought you'd like it though, because I, I can. I know people who wouldn't because improv. Yeah, I recommended it to one of my friends selective. actually, and he was like, ah, "Don't, don't do improv," and he yeah. just dismissed it out Pe- of hand straight. Some away. people are a bit snobby to it, aren't they? Yeah. I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody. I, if anybody can sit through an hour of that and not laugh at it, then you're dead inside. <laughs> Simple as that. I think that's it. I don't think I've watched anything now. Oh, I did watch another episode of History 101. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I talked about that. It's like a fact yeah. show. I watched the space one earlier tonight, actually. And it's all right. It's it's fun. They're just It basically tells you the whole history of the space race in 20 minutes by giving you loads of facts. You're being educated, but you don't feel it. Here's one for you. Every year, America spends sixty-eight billion pounds funding NASA, right? And to completely eradicate the world's food issues would cost thirty-four. There you go. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely mad. But yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good if you like facts. It just fires them straight into your face constantly for twenty minutes. I think that's it. I haven't watched anything else. Cool. Should we go through the top ten on Netflix? Yeah, let's quickly, uh, quickly buzz through those. Quickly buzz through them. Uh, currently at number ten as of today for Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, in number 10 is The Five Bloods, which we spoke briefly about last week. I would yeah, have expected is... to see that higher. Me too, me too. Although it's only been out, it only came out on the Friday before, didn't it? So it's been out a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I would have expected it a bit higher. Uh, I've not got to it yet. I, I, I do want to watch it. It has, it has been getting some cracking reviews. Yeah, it has. Potentially, maybe the runtime's putting people off. It's another long one. Is it? Two hours 35. Okay. So, potentially that. But yeah, that's it's Spike Lee's film, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number nine, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, is still hanging in the top ten. That's been out now for about four weeks, five weeks, maybe more. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him. No, not going <laughs> to. Number eight is Shameless. Now, we mentioned this last week that Shameless is coming to the stream, and it did. Or they didn't come all at the same time though. Everybody was expecting all eleven seasons on Monday, and only seven seasons turned up on Monday, and then the rest turned up on Tuesday. Oh no! Like anyone's <laughs> going to watch seven seasons in twenty-four hours. Yeah, it was it just threw a few people, I think. But yeah, if you've not seen any of Shameless, then you can now watch all eleven seasons. Uh, Hereditary is at number seven. It's a horror film. I've heard of it. I've never seen Tony it. Collette, isn't it? Oh, okay, no, I've She's never seen it. Either. It's supposed to be really good. Um, that surprises me you haven't seen it I've put it on my list I just haven't got to it yet uh, 6 is Snowpiercer I'm now a week behind on Snowpiercer right. and I was talking to Jordan from the Grief Burrito podcast and one of our Patreons yesterday uh, he started watching it and he's really enjoyed it I I wasn't on board with it until I saw episode 4 right and episode 4 is amazing oh great it's like Good. head and shoulders above the other three and it is 
it's a really good so i'm still there's been five so far as of recording um i'm one behind but yeah episode four was blew my mind it was really good good i'm glad it's clicked because i do i really want to watch it and uh like yourself i'd heard no one be too not giving it too much praise so i'm not uh, saying the first three are bad i'm yeah. just saying the fourth one is brilliant cool so yeah so i might watch the fifth one after we finish here tonight in at number five is a, f- a program called Alexa and Katie. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a TV show that's now in its fourth season, and I have never heard of it. No, nope, me neither. <laughs> uh, says, Presumably, not it, we are not the target audience. No, I don't think so. It says, Alexa is battling cancer, but with her best friend Katie by her side, she's also starting high school and ready for whatever comes next. Okay. Mm, interesting. <laughs> There are only half an hour. I'm looking for a new half an hour show. If anybody's got like a half an hour show that they want to recommend to me, because I can't find something. I like to have like a half an hour show on the go at this sometimes. Sure. Just when you've got like half an hour to spare. And I haven't got one at the minute and it's really annoying me. So if anybody's got any recommendations that they think I should watch, bearing in mind that I've probably watched everything, hit me up. Tweet me. You should do. It's always sunny in Philadelphia because there's like 16 seasons or something it's ridiculous. It's a, a big thing to take on that, isn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. You're up for the challenge. Maybe I will. Have you seen all of that? No. <laughs> no. Do you know, now I'm speaking to you, it's just occurred to me that I should probably start community. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting you've never seen it. <laughs> yes, you definitely should. I will do I will do that. But still hit me up with recommendations if, you, uh, if you've got any. I, I always forget that you've not seen it because it's, I just presume everyone should, has that should because it's brilliant. <laughs> I will. I would, I'll start community. There you go. That's a promise. Promise? Good. I promise. We, will, we will talk about this in the future. <laughs> Number four is White Lines. That's plummeted down a few places. Um, I'm going to start that as well, but that's not half an hour, so it doesn't count. Um, 13 Reasons Why is in at number three, so that's still holding strong a week after its finale, or a week after it came out, whatever. Uh, number two is The Woods, which apparently is quite good. My brother started watching it. Um, I've put it on my list as well. It's a Polish drama. All right, it's not about Tiger. No. <laughs> uh, it's Polish, sub, uh, English subtitled or English dubbed, you can choose. Uh, it says, evidence found on the body of a homicide victim sparks hope in a prosecutor that her sister, who disappeared 25 years earlier, could still be alive. Oh, interesting. Mm. I think, yeah, it's the first season, six episodes, about 55 minutes each. And number one this week is 365 Days. Oh, the murky film. It's taken a bit of stick this week. I was reading some, because uh, you know everybody's got woke on Twitter all of a sudden. Yeah. They're like, it glamorizes torture and re- and relationship abuse, and it's taken a little bit of stick. And Netflix have taken a little bit of stick, because they've got a few shows like that. Yeah, people are not happy, but it's still number one, so people are watching it. That's it, that's your top ten. There we go. <laughs> have you got anything else you want to talk about before we move on to talking about this week's film? No, I think that is it for me, for my weekly news, etc. <laughs> me too. So shall we move on to talk about this week's film? Let's do it. So this week we watched a film called Time Out, if you're in the UK. And if you're in America, we watched a film called Furlough. Um, it is from 2018. It is a 15 Runs for 1 hour and 23 minutes, currently rated at 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Stars, uh, Melissa Leo as a character called Joan Anderson. 
and she is an Oscar winner. Um, she joins the rank of how many Oscar winners did we decide we had in the end? Uh, before today, yeah, four or five, four or five before today. Um, Nicholas Cage, Richard, Richard Dreyfus, Rami Malek, Michael Douglas. Yeah, there you go. Is that it? Four. I think so. Well, after this film, we will have seven. Because, I know. remarkably, there are three female Oscar winners in this film. That kind of blew my mind yeah. when I realised this. Because <laughs> I, when I saw that Melissa Leo had one, and I haven't seen The Fighter, she won it for The Fighter, I haven't seen The Fighter, so I, I wasn't aware that she had one. I texted you, didn't I? I was like, let's do a bit on Oscars, because we've got an Oscar winner. And then you were like, there's actually two. And then, like, five minutes later, you text me, like, there's actually three in this yeah. one film. And it's it's crazy when you think about it. So, yeah, Melissa Leo has got one. She got one for The Fighter. Whoopi Goldberg's in this film. She has one. And Anna Paquin is in this film, and she also has one. There you go. So, Whoopi Goldberg got hers for Ghost. Yep. Back in the 90s. And Anna Paquin, was it the piano when she was a... P- pia- a piano band? or the pianist? Pian- uh, piano. Piano. Pianist is Adrian Brody, which was several years later. Yes, you're right. It was piano. She was only a child. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's three female Oscar winners in this film, which is remarkable. Now that is... It is remarkable. We've never had anything like that level of awards <laughs> in a cast. How How is it at the bottom of the stream? I have no idea. Have you ever heard of this film before? Honestly. No. Nor me. So it blows my so mind it, a little bit that it can be at the bottom of the stream, but it, it is. Uh, me too, because the other person who is in this and is, is the lead yeah. is... Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson plays a character called Nicole. Who is pretty famous herself. Yeah, she's in the Marvel Universe as Valkyrie. So she's about to become a lot more famous as well because she's taken over the role of uh, the God of Thunder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's also in Creed. So, yes. So I don't really know why this is at the bottom of the stream. Certainly <laughs> on that, it's on the cast list. very, very strong female cast. Very strong. Probably the strongest female cast we've had. It is pretty much an all-female cast. There's only like two or three men in it. Yeah, I would, I would say easily. Yeah, easily. No yeah. question. I, I, I'm going back to... Why is there another film in this country called Furlough? Because why couldn't that just be what it's called Don't everywhere? <laughs> Presumably when it came out, people didn't know what the term furlough meant. But obviously now they do. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that. It's the, mentioned in the film as well. Film. The reason why it's called Furlough is it mentioned in the film. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange. It's a strange one. Why we have to have it. Because I, you know how I do the poster for the episodes? Yeah. I can't find a poster with the word Time Out on it. So <laughs> we're going to have an episode called Time Out, because that's what it's called on Netflix UK. I've got to call it the, that the episode. But we're going to have a poster with Furlough written on it. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a strange one. There you go. It was directed by, also directed by a lady called Laurie Collier. Uh, she, there isn't a lot of information on her in on IMDb, and she hasn't really done anything that you will have heard of. Uh, but it was written by a man, a man called Barry Strugatz. And okay. He, again, there isn't a lot. He hasn't done a lot in the past either. Um, and there isn't a lot on his IMDb that's worth mentioning, so I'm not going to. Fair enough. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a one-word review of uh, Time Out slash Furlough? Road trip, one word. I'll let you have it. Road trip. Road trip. Yeah, that's basically what this film is. <laughs> it's a road trip movie. It's playing trains and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, with a prisoner and a, a, and a prison officer. 
buses, trains and taxis. Yeah, basically. Uh, so where does the film start? Um, we start in a prison. We do. And the prisoners are being woken up for the morning, basically. Yep. Yeah, that play that's kind of happening over the credits, isn't it? And then yeah. the title card comes up over... We see, see Joan Anderson's face come up in a cell window and the title card comes up. Uh, cut straight there from back to Nicole and she's icing a cake because it's her mum's birthday. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Her mum is Whoopi Goldberg, the yes. af- aforementioned. Uh, who is the absolute... I'm going to say it early. She's the absolute highlight of this film. Yeah, she makes... <laughs> She makes the most of the time that she's got. Yeah, she's not in it a lot. She's she's in it a couple of times, right at the beginning and right at the end and a couple of times in the middle. But yeah, I thought she was brilliant. Yeah, so she's playing a... So she she's the mother of our lead character and she is... It's not played totally for laughs, because I don't, I don't want to discredit it, but it's fair to say she is starting to have a bit of the onset of dementia, really. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's aged and... Yeah, there's no two ways around it. She's it's, forgetful, isn't she? Yeah, she needs care. She needs yeah. somebody there to look after her. Because she can't, she can't also... remember. Yeah, she's not. She's not infirm. She's but she can't remember where she left the fork or whatever. You know, <laughs> what what where was anything kept? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's her birthday, and she's kind of nagging at Cole and giving her an advice. <laughs> I'm just going to start that again and get my words in the right order. <laughs> she's kind of nagging at Nicole and giving her advice on how to ice a cake and basically just being a general busybody and annoying go back to the prison and there's two ladies playing checkers and one of them is joe is we'll call her anderson all the way through because that's yep. what nicole calls her yeah um they're kind of the checkers is an excuse to pass some like contraband over between the two of them sure and then for the first time in the film a time comes up on the screen so it says friday 1800 hours yes it does uh, this happens all the way through this film, and it, I found it quite distracting. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. So it was. Yeah, I agree. I kind of I understand what they were going for because it it soon soon comes up that the uh, amount of time out or furlough that they're they're going <laughs> on this road trip is for thirty six hours. Yeah. Um, so fine, I could understand. It's a bit clumsy, but maybe I could understand if they'd have done thirty six hours left. Yeah, thirty hours left. You know, as as they were on this trip, but they didn't do it like that. They just timestamp the weekend. Um, yeah, even before the furlough starts. Yeah, exactly. Starts. Yeah, it's just it's it's the timestamp through the whole film. I found um, it, I found it quite distracting. I it thought it, was un- yeah, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I didn't need it. So we start like I say it starts at Friday at eighteen hundred hours. They're having like a family dinner for the birth to the, their mum's birthday. I didn't catch Whoopi Goldberg's character's name. I think she was, they called her mums. Yeah, plural. Yeah. They <laughs> I don't really understand why. Um, but they're having like a family dinner for her birthday, but Nicole gets called into work. So I, I'm going to, maybe this is quite nitpicking, but there's, there's several times in this movie where I wanted more from it. So yeah. there's some really interesting themes that could have been explored here. And the first one they touched on is when they were having this family dinner and um, Nicole gets called to go into work to see the warden and her sister has this really small line about oh you know can't believe you're you're leaving your family to go and play your part in this unjust mass incarceration system and i was like oh (laughs) that's something really we can explore that and i don't know if it's because of you know 
everything else that's going on at the minute, I thought, well, this this is going to be really topical, um, <laughs> or really interesting. But it wasn't. It was never mentioned again. No. Uh, I, and I just thought that was interesting. This this movie does have a really small runtime. Yes. It's really short. So it's only 83 minutes. It's trimmed to within an inch of its life. It really it? is. Yeah, it really. It could have done with an extra 10 minutes here to put back in there somewhere. Yeah, so she leaves and then it comes up on the screen Friday, 18.30. So at this point I'm thinking, am I going to get a timestamp every half an hour? Because I really don't need that. <laughs> um, and Nicole meets with the warden. Now, what did you think of the warden? Um, I found him really jarring. Yeah, he, he was... He was he like was a like cartoon a, character. He was like a, a jolly camp caricature, he was, wasn't he? He was like the living embodiment of Cleveland from Family Guy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> he was... It just like it was like a cartoon character, and it just it really. It was from another film. Yeah, and dropped it was. in. It was wasn't from it? a. It was from a silly comedy, and this this is a comedy, but it isn't a silly, stupid comedy. Or, or is it? And it's it was changed in the editing process. I, I'm not sure. Possibly, but he really stood out for me as really, really out of place in this film, and I really there's, didn't enjoy it. There's some nice bits of this movie, but it is uneven, and he he yeah. sticks out. Yeah, he really does. No, anyway, he's singing to himself when Nicole walks in and he asks her to do what they call a deathbed visit. So basically she she has to take, she's only like a, she's not even full-time employee. No. She's like a rookie, like trainee. Um, and he says to her, look, if you do this deathbed visit, we'll look at getting you a full-time job. Um, but he wants her to take a prison inmate all the way downstate to see her dying mother. And she agrees reluctantly, but she does agree to do it when she gets offered this incentive of the full-time job. Then comes up on the screen Friday, 22 hours, 2200 hours. So it's 10 o'clock at night now. She Anderson gets called to the warden's office at this point. Now, why is calling her at 10 o'clock at night? Just before that. Yeah. So, I, and I have to mention this because it did remind me of Hotbot. Fortunately, it didn't go that far. <laughs> she's, she's lying in her bunk. Yes. And, and she starts to kind of French kiss a poster. Yeah. I think it was, I couldn't quite tell who it was. Was it Tupac? Yeah, I think it was. I I couldn't. I didn't stop to check. I, must I say. didn't. I didn't stop to check who it was either. But just by the brief look at it, I thought, oh, that's Tupac. It was so. again. It felt that felt like it was in a different film. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was in Hot Pot. That's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So why she's getting called to the warden's office at ten o'clock at night, I don't know. But she's told at this point that her mother is sick and is dying, and has requested to see her. So she's getting emergency furlough for 36 hours. I guess he called her in at 10 o'clock at night because they might be short on time. I don't know. Well, she's, she was going first thing in the morning, wasn't she? Yeah. Back to Nicole's house and her mother is quite adamant that she doesn't want her to go. Because obviously she Nicole's the main carer for her mother, her mums. And there's a, there's a line here that did make me laugh out loud because Nicole explains to her, look, I'm, I've got to do this thing. It's a deathbed visit. And her mum's like, what's a deathbed visit? And she explains to her that the, the inmate's mother's dying. And Whoopi Goldberg's whole demeanour changes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, her mum's dying. How sad. And then she's like, what if I die? <laughs> and it, it proper made me laugh out loud. Yeah. It just came out because she looked like she was being all, uh, she'd like changed her mind and she was going to let Nicole go and do it. And it was completely selfish. And it was really funny. And I think that's the point where I relax into the film. Right. I know what I'm getting now. Um, occasionally I'm going to laugh at this film. Because that's just... I sure. wasn't expecting to make me laugh, and it made me laugh early on. And if a film can make me laugh early on, then I'm going to stick with it. 
Saturday, 7am, comes up on the screen now. So Nicole arms up, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Um, she gets a bit of history on the inmate that she's taken out, that she's in for armed robbery. <laughs> the warden gives her a gun and a taser and some pepper spray. Uh, but she refuses the pepper spray, pepper spray because she's already got some. Yeah, and the warden sort of gives her some words of warning. And he says, do not believe anything this woman says. Yeah. So she's a bit, we know that she's a bit of a, a bit manipulative, maybe. For the first time now, Nicole and Anderson meet up and Nicole chains her up. She basically shackles her, doesn't she? Handcuffs. Yeah. Leg cuffs. Leg cuffs? Is that what they're called? Ankle cuffs? I don't know the terminology. <laughs> Not me. She puts them on her anyway and then chains between the two of them. So she's like like a walking prisoner, I guess. And they leave. They go through the prison system and get out. And they get driven to a bus station or a bus stop. And it's like a... Not a greyhound, but like a greyhound. Like an interstate sure. bus. We've been on a few of them ourselves. Yeah. Um... But the bus driver is very reluctant to let them on the bus because this woman's in chains. And I feel like this would have been prearranged. Do you feel like I, this I, happens? I, I feel it did take me out of it when I realised they weren't getting driven in the jail car. Yeah, that just took them to the bus stop. <laughs> and then they had to take public transport. I, yeah. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel that... A prisoner would not be escorted in cuffs on public transport. By a rookie prison officer. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, you're so right. So you've got to let that go. <laughs> There's a quite a lot you have to let go in this. But Quite a lot. If they hadn't gone on the bus, we wouldn't have had this cameo from the character of the bus driver, who I thought was highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was really good. And he was uh, like, he, he lays down the law terms, doesn't he? Because at first he won't let them on the bus. Yeah. And then they kind of sweet talk him. Anderson can sweet talk to him, yeah. And and then the bus driver gives this like really. I thought it made me chuckle. A speech about how how he's the captain of the ship. Yeah, there's and only on like the, five other people yeah. on this bus. <laughs> on this bus, I'm the law. Yeah, I just, I just it made me chuckle. And the very last thing he says in his speech is, "Phones are not allowed on the bus. Turn off your cell phones." And as soon as he says that, Nicole's phone rings. Yeah, and she answers it, and it's her mum. And she can't find the frozen waffles. So you know you're going to get this all the way through as well now. You know her mum's going to keep getting in the way of what's going on. And Nicole's kind of talking her through it whilst Anderson's giggling in the background. But she's got, she played it really well. Of like You could tell this was the first time she'd been out of prison for a long time. And she was like wondrous of the world around her. Sure. And it does come out, I think it's around here, that um, Anderson's only got six months left as well. Yeah. So she's been in prison for a long time. I can't remember if it says how long, but she is coming towards the end of her sentence. So. I think it was 10 years. Was it? Was it that long? I think so. Um, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, straight after that phone call, it comes up Saturday 9.30. And her, her phone rings again. Nicole's phone rings again. And it's her sister. And Nicole hasn't told her sister that she's leaving for a few days. And so the sister's become in charge of the mother. And she is not as responsible, to say the least. Yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so. she does. She's not. She's not happy about being. To be fair, Nicole probably should have given her some warning that she was going to do it. Yeah. So it, but, what's happened is, uh, Mum's has, has rung the other sister. She's left me on my own. She's left me on my own. I don't and, know where the waffles are. Yeah, she's she's kind of manipulated on purpose or not her to coming over. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the, now the sister's really sure of his throat. Um, yeah. But Brandy's like, I haven't got time for this. And sort of to- totally sort of neglecting the fact that Nicole's life is either 
working in the prison or looking after a mother. Yeah. And then we get a montage, a travelling on the bus montage. Of Basically, we just know that time's passing, even though we knew that anyway because of the clock that's basically on the screen all the way through this film. Come out of the montage and Anderson decides that she needs the toilet. And it is a number two. She tries to go into the bus toilet, but because she's chained up and handcuffed, she can't use that to confine the space. And the driver won't let them take the handcuffs off, so he decides eventually that he's going to pull over. So he pulls over at this, like, building. This is like a rest stop, isn't it? Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. And she uses the toilet, basically. Bit of a weird scene, but I think it's just to show... Anderson being manipulative again because nothing it, comes of it. She just no, gets no, back on it, the bus. again, it's just to show her sweet talking the driver again. Yeah. Um, and that she's got these sort of powers of persuasion, I guess. Yeah. That's all it's there for. Um, he drops the, the bus, arrives at the Long Island Railroad, which is a train station, for those who don't know. Um, unfortunately, the train's been delayed by two hours. And so they decide, well, we've got two hours to kill now. We'll just go for a wander around Long Island, I guess. I guess that's where they are. And again, Felt a bit weird that a prison guard and a prisoner would just be wandering around the streets of the city. Sure. Still all chained up. They literally are walking down the street because a guy tries to steal Nicole's suitcase. Yeah. And Anderson notices and tackles him to the ground and rescues it. At this point, Anderson starts complaining that the chains hurt too much. So Nicole releases them from her legs. Yeah. Seems fair. She's making a walk around the city for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. So she's, her legs are now free, but she's still got the handcuffs on. Uh, Saturday, 13.15, they decide to go and get some food. They do. So they go to like a fast food restaurant. Uh, I think that's what it was, wasn't it? It was like a burger joint. Uh, I think it was a Greek place. I think they were having gyros. Oh, were they? Okay. I think enough. so. During the conversation, Anderson persuades Nicole to remove the handcuffs. Yeah. So Anderson is now completely shackle free. They both sit down. Nicole's phone rings again. Uh, it's her mum again. And... Her mum and her argument are basically having... Her mum and her argument? That's not what I meant to say. Her mum and her sister are basically having an argument down the phone while Nicole's listening. Anderson sort of gives Nicole a bit of therapy, doesn't she? Yeah. She's she sort of straight, straight away, I've only known you for a few hours. And uh, she basically comes out with, it's your mum's fault, you're the way you are. You need yeah, to stand does. up to her. Yeah, she does say that. You know, you're just at her beck and call. Uh, which is and- ironic given uh, how Anderson is manipulating her again. Which is another quite interesting theme that Again, the film didn't really uh, delve into. Yeah. At this point, Anderson decides that she can't go and see her mum looking like she does. Because I don't, we haven't mentioned it, but she's got like braids. She's got cornrows corn, in, yeah. Cornrows, that's the word. She's got blonde cornrows. So she's like, have we got time to go to a salon and get my hair done? Again, a little bit. I'm going to let it go. But mm. Nicole says no to start with. And then the clock comes up on the screen again. Saturday, 1400 hours and they're in a salon. So... That's just saying that, yes, she got uh, manipulated. And then the clock comes back on again, and it says Saturday 15.30. So they've been in the salon now for an hour and a half. Yeah. And she's had her hair done. She's got her cornrows removed, and she's got, like, lovely blonde hair now. And she heads off to the bathroom, doesn't she? And she finds some makeup for somebody that works, presumably somebody that works there. Yeah, it's like the locker room, isn't it? Yeah. And she comes out, and when she comes out, she looks like a completely different person. Yeah, full face on. (laughs) Full face makeup, no cornrows now. I was like, that is an insane transformation. She literally looked like a completely different person. Um, They find out then that the train's been delayed by another hour. And Anderson says to Nicole, can we go to an AA meeting? Yeah, this is just lurching massively now. (laughs) Like, all these little, like, 
vignettes or sections were fine. They were quite, you know, they, I like the chemistry between. Tessa but yeah, Thompson the two of them are really good. And Melissa Leo, they they do put good performances in, and like so the little bit in the um in the street was nice. The little bit in the restaurant was quite nice. The little bit in the um in the hairdressers was nice. But the way they sort of lurched between each one, yeah, it didn't flow. No, it didn't. And I didn't buy the manipulation because it was just. It was too quick. It was too the... quick, and it was too OTT. Yeah, you, you feel you got to remember as well. Nicole's a rookie, so she wants to she wants to be playing everything by the book. Yeah, and she's after this full time job, and she gets manipulated so easily and so quickly. You like by the end of the film, you're like, maybe she shouldn't have a full time job. Maybe that's she's... the problem with the prison system. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were trying to make you know this naive character go on this journey, figuratively and literally, yeah. but. She is so naive. She comes it's, across as simple almost sometimes. Yes. And and that is down to the... I'm not even going to say it's the writing. I think it's because it, we're just... It's at that much of a breakneck speed. It's a it full tempo film, this. It, it never breaks either. There's a full tempo film. It's, 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 and, and that's not because it's not, it's not bang, 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 action, action, action. It's just there's no time for anything to breathe. Yeah, it's just moved from scene to scene to scene to scene. Like you say, from yeah. the rest stop to the train station to the restaurant to the salon to the now to the AA meeting. All in 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. It, it does fly. It flies at a pace. And it, it is to the detriment of the film sometimes, I think. So, yeah. They, so, they go to an AA meeting. Um, yeah. And then, again, Nicole's phone rings and she has to go and answer that. Same, um, same again. And Anderson sneaks out. Yeah. Of the AA meeting. And again, just coincidentally, <laughs> uh, there's a sexaholics meeting upstairs. Yes. So she sneaks into that instead. Yeah. And <laughs> she sits down next to somebody in the sexaholics meeting. Sexaholic a word? I, I like don't it. know. Let's just I'm go with it. it. I like it. Um, she sits ne- down next to somebody and the person who's taking the meeting says, oh, we, we always leave a seat apart in here. So people are not sitting next to each other. Even though, quite clearly in the row front, in front, there's two people sitting next to each other. Yeah. And why did they not just space, space the seats out further? Hey, this is prophetic, this is. This is social distancing before social distancing. The lady who was taking the class was familiar to me. She was British, and I've she, definitely seen she's her She's a comedian. School. Yeah, I have as well, and I can't think what her name is, and I never thought to look it up. Um, so apologies, whoever you are. She basically, Anderson basically goes to this meeting just to, she knows there'll be a man there. It's basically why she goes. Yeah. And she does. She gets hold of this guy who turns out to be a vet. Yes. And he's a sex addict. So they end up in a cupboard together, in a closet together and start doing the naughty a little bit. Yes. Yeah, it's a PG naughty at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too major. And they decide, he asks her to go back to his house. Or apartment, yeah. which obviously she can't do. So they come up with this elaborate plan that would never work in a million years. And she basically goes back to Nicole. And as they're about to leave, she fakes having a seizure. And the man comes running out, pretends he's a doctor. And because he's got like a prescription pad. Yes. Because he's a vet. And he writes down something and says to Nicole, look, you need to go and get, there's a pharmacy over the road, go and get this medication. Yeah, he's like, I'll stay with her because she might swallow yeah, her tongue. Because Nicole did say, I can't leave her. Yeah. You go and get it. And 
the doctor really easily persuaded her to go. So now, she did. again, I I know we probably shouldn't be looking at this, this in this much detail, <laughs> but it it just seemed obvious to me. You know, you're a prison officer. You're going to have had some first aid training. Yeah. And I'm not saying you, you'd necessarily want to deal with the situation, but there's no way you wouldn't stand up to the guy and say, no, you're going. I am or, staying here. Or there's two classes full of people. Yeah. Send another one. Sure. Because <laughs> there's loads of people around watching them. But anyway, Nicole runs off to the pharmacy. Um, when she's there, she realizes that she's been duped because the drug that he's written down is for dogs. She goes running back, and obviously the place is all locked up. <laughs> Everybody's gone, <laughs> um, including Anderson and the guy. And we cut to that guy's apartment. Oh, no, we don't. Sorry. We cut, we stick with Nicole because she finds an address on the prescription for yeah, the guy. Yeah, she, she goes to the office. So she goes to his office, but unfortunately uh, doesn't work there anymore. Uh, cut to Anderson and the man, and he's got a remote control sex wing. He sure has. It descends <laughs> from the ceiling. At the touch of a button. Yeah. Bright red as well, wasn't it? It was. Um, and uh, her, Anderson's eyes light up. Yeah. Um, cut back to Nicole. She's bumped into the building manager from the building that she's at, which was the vet's old old surgery. And her phone's died because of all the phone calls that she's been getting. So she asks this guy if she can charge her phone. She doesn't seem all that bothered that she's lost the prisoner. Not at first, yeah. So she It's not her first priority in this situation for some no. reason. So she plugs her phone in. And they have a starts, coffee. They have a coffee. She starts chatting to this bloke. She persuades him to let her into the office. Yep. And so she unplugs her phone and run, they run out to the office. So her phone was on charge for two minutes, <laughs> maybe three. They run out to the office and they find his home address where he lives. Cut back to Anderson and the vet and they're in, a, they're in the sex wing. Oh, yeah. Just swinging around all over the place. Legs akimbo. <laughs> Things flying all over the shop. Before she leaves, Nicole, we go back to Nicole. Before she leaves this building manager, they have a bit of a flirty moment. Yeah. And he gets her number. Well, they swap numbers, don't they? They do, yeah. And they have a bit of a flirty phone call while they're standing next to each other to, like, exchange numbers. And we leave him. That's the end of that. He, She goes off to find Nicole. It's, to it's, find another exa- it's another example where it was just too much too quick because, again, the uh, Michael, who's the, that character, and Nicole, they had good chemistry, but they were together for, what, three minutes in this whole film? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, just it's just not enough. Just structured. It was frustrating, actually. It was. Yeah, you're right. We'll come to that more at the end, but it was. This this film, by the way, I've written the least amount of notes because it was such a simple film to watch. Sure. Because the same thing just kept happening just in different locations. It was like, Anderson goes missing, the mum rings, Anderson gets found. It yeah. happens all the time. Nicole finds her. Yeah, they, the they sort of reunite, reunite in the lobby of the, the um, apartment building, don't they? Yeah, puts the handcuffs back on her and says, look, I'm not taking to your mum now, we're going back to the prison. And within about... 30 seconds of her saying that Anderson's persuaded her to carry on with the trip yeah they finally get on the train don't they yeah and so they get on the train at on Saturday at 21.30 because the clock comes on again uh, so they get on the train nothing really happens on the train then they get in a taxi and eventually they arrive at Anderson's mother's house which is a mansion there's yeah, no two I, ways to describe it and they have a maid yes so 
this is clearly quite a rich family. Yeah, and Anderson seems to have a really nice relationship with the maid, as if she was maybe raised by her. Uh, that is definitely what they were trying to get across, I think. Yeah. yeah. Again, in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have like two scenes together. So yeah, she leaves this maid. They have a bit of a hug and a bit of a reunion, don't they? They introduces her to uh, Nicole. Nicole puts the foot cuffs back on her at that point. Yeah. So all the time she's out in public, she's not worn them. As soon as she's in a house, she puts them on her. Yeah, she's got to drag herself up that massive staircase. <laughs> but yeah. Cuffed. Um, she goes upstairs to see her mother. Um, turns out her mother is not completely innocent in why she wants to see Anderson. She has asked her there to sign some paperwork so she can give her some money, is what she says. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't a will. It is an agreement to live her life any way that she pleases. But to do that, she will have to stay away from her daughter. Yeah. She's paying her off. Yeah. So she so offers her. Go on, what are you going to say? It? Yeah. So just just clarify. So the, this Anderson's mother is offering to pay Anderson to stay away from an, her own daughter. Yeah. And not come back when she's released in six months and basically ruin her life, which yeah. is what she thinks will happen. Yeah. So the, the monetary side of this deal is for $100,000 a year, do not see your daughter. Yeah. Apart from that, you do whatever you want. You live your life however you want. But And then the, there's an attorney there as well, and he says, that I will find out if there's been any contact, and at that point I'll stop the payments. Yeah. She also finds out at that point that the daughter thinks that she's dead anyway. She thinks that she died in childbirth. And so she's obviously never met this daughter. No. So she must have been in prison for maybe longer than 10 years. Well, yeah, or she, or she you know, I, again, I'd kind of read in between the lines here because you have to. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't want things spelled out, but you maybe want a bit of a hint towards character. Uh, again, my assumption is she she had her daughter. Uh, she would not necessarily when she was in prison, but then she got into whatever she was into. So do you think she um, was estranged from her mother before she went to prison as well then? That's kind of what where I was what I was thinking, yeah. But I, that's all me. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't explain that. It does tell you that the daughter thinks that she's dead anyway, so yes. there's no reason for her to find her. So Anderson kicks off, she signs a document, and she leaves. They basically just go straight away, don't they? Yeah. They have a bit well, of Well, An- Anderson says to Nicole, take me, take me back to take myself. Me back to, yeah, take me back to myself. She has a bit more, another moment with the housekeeper when she leaves, or the maid. Uh, and then it cuts to Sunday, 12.15am. I don't know how you say that. Midnight 15? <laughs> uh, and they're in like a motel room. And Anderson's asleep and she's and Nicole's on a laptop. Kind of just goofing around on a laptop. Uh, we cut to Nicole the next morning hiring a car. And Anderson, is, she wakes up and she's handcuffed to the bed. Because obviously Nicole's gone out. So Nicole's fought ahead this time and handcuffed her to the bed so she can't get out. Uh, what she didn't think was though, I'll take my handcuff keys with me. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll leave them in my suitcase. Which oh, is oh, no, really... it wasn't. It wasn't a keys. It was a. It was. She picked her. She picked. Oh, did she with pick a it? Oh, or something. Okay, yeah. I'll forgive that then. I thought she'd got the key. Is it that easy to pick some handcuffs? Uh, I've no, never tried. Anyway, she got a hold. Anderson managed to get a hold of Nicole's suitcase and found something in there that got her out of the handcuffs. And she does a runner, basically, doesn't she? She gets out of the handcuffs. She goes across the car park. She finds a lorry driver or a trucker. Yep. And she offers him a blowjob for a ride, and he accepts. And just as she's about to get in the truck, she gets tased in the back. That, that, which, again, was quite funny. 
Ross Bunny came out of nowhere. Came out, yeah, completely out of nowhere. But she got over it very quickly. Yes. As soon as they, she had no ill effects from it whatsoever. Um, Nicole manages to cuff her and they get in the car. So, and then so something else happened which didn't sit with me either because Nicole is now suddenly like, well, this will add years to your sentence. I'm going to have to report this that you yeah. tried to escape. I'm like, I'm like, what? So you're letting her get away with everything else she's done on this trip, <laughs> but this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess because if she'd have got into that truck, she'd, they'd have lost her forever. Yeah. So, but yeah, she, that is not the first time she tried to escape. Do you think after she'd had the sex with the vet, the sex? <laughs> <laughs> After she'd had the sex with the vet, do you think she'd have gone back to Nicole? Well, exactly. Yeah, maybe. They, they, they just happened to bump into each other in the lobby. But where was she going? Was she going back? Was she going back? Because she hadn't been to see her mum at that point. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We'll never know. While they're driving along in the car, like you say she says that I'm gonna, you're gonna get years for this. I'm gonna report it as soon as we get back. Uh, then Nicole's phone rings, and it turns out that Anderson's mother has died overnight. Yep. And. Nicole reports it to Anderson, thinking that she won't be that bothered because of what happened the night before. Um, Anderson does have a bit of a cry, and then she falls asleep. And when she wakes up, the car's pulled up outside a house, and it turns out that Nicole's tracked down this daughter, which is presumably what she was doing on the laptop the night before. Sure. And has driven Anderson to the house where she lives, which is a bit presumptuous, considering she could have got 100 grand a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But Anderson decides that she's going. She she does want to meet her daughter, and she does want to go to the house. So she goes up. She rings the doorbell. Um, Nicole says she'll wait in the car for her. So Nicole's doing nice things now. Yeah. So from going to report her five minutes ago to also some times passed, but the clock didn't come up this time. So yeah, and Anna Paquin answers the door. She does. Yeah. <laughs> Who I'd completely forgotten was in this, even though we, me and you had only <laughs> spoke about it before this before I started watching this film. Um, Anna Paquin obviously plays the daughter. Did we get a name? Um, I, I, not the Tamil. Oh, yes. Um, but they don't address her, so we only know the name because the maid tells her Lily oh. something. Yeah, you're right. She does. Uh, yeah. So she rings the door and she goes. She eventually goes in the house, but she doesn't tell Anna Paquin who she is. She She's pretends like, to I be. I used to know your mother. Uh, yeah, I was a friend that. of your mother's. But uh, Anna Paquin's character Lily very quickly cottons on to the fact this is clearly her mother who's yeah. come to see her <laughs> yeah she does because it's like if you if my mother was to come wink <laughs> i'd tell her that she's welcome at any time wink and that she has a grandson <laughs> yeah and anderson's crying she's in bits a little bit during this as well it was it was pretty obvious who she was she yeah, wasn't she's like it. she's like oh i wish Mo- I could let her know. Wink. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out she's got a grandson as well as a, a daughter. Uh, but she does. She eventually leaves, and she she never does confess to who she is. But like you say, no. and, and Lily says, "Well, come back anytime. Anytime yeah. you want to visit." She's also in prison scrubs all the way through this, and nobody mentions that. No, the vet never mentioned it. The people in the salon never mentioned it. The daughter's not mentioned it. Sunday, fifteen forty-five, and we're back at the prison, and. The warden comes in again, and this this was the bit where I was like, I hate that guy. It was just it was like a comedy telling off that he was giving to Nicole. Yeah, he's, he goes straight in. No, why have you hired a car? I can't pay for that. Oh, that's not on budget. Oh, he was so out of place in this film. It really put me off. Yeah, it's a really really badly written character. Nicole obviously on the spot decides that she's not going to tell the warden what's happened. 
Well, she's she just stand up for herself a bit. She says, yeah. um, you know, the trains the were delayed. Were we had to hire like, it, otherwise yeah. we wouldn't have made it." Yeah, and Anderson kind of defends her as well because she's like, she says, "Can I speak to the warden?" And he lets her, and she basically just praises how Anderson's handled her over the weekend. Yeah, and the warden offers her a full time job there and yeah, then. Yeah, that's enough. Like, the prisoner says so. Yeah, have a job. <laughs> Five seconds after shouting and bawling at her, it's like, "Ah, oh, do you want a job?" At this point, they leave. Anderson goes back to her cell. Uh, Nicole goes home. We're coming right up to the end of the film. And we stick with Nicole. She, her sister's there. And they basically come up to the conclusion that Nicole shouldn't be giving up her life. Well, she actually says, I will not give up my life so you can have yeah. yours to her sister. So she, she stands up to her sister and her mum. Yeah. And, and the sister she, agrees eventually. Yeah. She says, I will do my fair share, but you need to do that as well. Yeah. I have a life outside looking after... Uh, mum and going to work. Yeah. Just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. While while they're having that conversation, Nicole's phone rings again. Whoopi Goldberg's sitting on it. <laughs> she she answers it, and it's the building manager from earlier. What was his name? Yeah, Michael. So, Michael. Yeah. So he starts to chat up Whoopi Goldberg, which <laughs> yeah. is quite funny. Yeah. It was that everything that Whoopi Goldberg does in this is funny. Eventually, Nicole gets the phone back off him, off her, and they have a bit of a flirt, don't they? Have a bit of a sex chat I guess yeah. she starts getting undressed while they're chatting anyway yeah and she's talking about getting in the bath and stuff isn't she yeah so we leave Nicole there and we go quickly back to the prison for one last scene and Anderson's basically telling her prison cellmate that she's got a grandson yeah and that's the end of the film what did you think it was fine it could have been loads better it's enjoyable it's a fun film but you're right there's so much missing from it that it could, I, I'm sure there's better examples of this out there I feel there's a lot left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Why it's only 83 minutes long and it's such it's such a long and convoluted story. You it's, could have easily it, done another 10, 15 minutes. It's really simplified and it's just broken down almost into, like like I say, a series of sketches, sketches or yeah. vignettes. And there was some really interesting themes here about her growing and standing up to, you know, she's uh, Nicole's in this position of authority in her work life. Um, but she is totally out of control at home um she is so she's trying to come to terms with that there's the whole uh like say the fact that we've got the whole um sort of prison system issues mentioned right at the start and then never touched on again there's there's loads of really interesting stuff to delve into here and it's, it's just it's it never goes there um yeah and at parts it's really funny and but I'm sure there's more. I just, I just feel like I've there's loads of it. Like I say, was left on the floor. You did director's cut, possibly. <laughs> well, I don't think I do. I don't think I'd watch it. But <laughs> it, it, there's it, a better it, film. This is. It felt like part of a film. Agreed. It felt like there was bits missing, and the, the all the scenes were there, but there was nothing to tie them together. Nothing to make it flow. Because there's some good performances in this. Yeah. I, in fact, I wouldn't say there's a bad performance in this. No, not um, at all. Some of the some of the acting is on par with what we've seen, ever. The, but yeah, this, this, the chemistry between the characters for, for definite. Yeah, and and you know exploring some of those sort of mother daughter themes and relationships. I like I say, I I just think there's it scratched the surface of what this could have been. Um, so yeah, it was quite disappointing. Yeah, agreed, and it's a shame because it th- there's a good film in there somewhere. It's just not quite a haul here. 
we had a, a tweet from Ross earlier this week, Ross Cook, who is one of our Patreons. And yeah. he put that he loves in recent episodes we have covered Fast Colour, which tells the story of power, the power of generational black women. Acts of Vengeance tells about corrupt cops. And this one now tells about the prison complex. It says, he says, could not be more timely. And I was like, I hadn't thought about that at all, but he's got a very good point. <laughs> I, I, would, I would clearly agree with uh, Fast Colour because that had a really strong message. Yeah. Um, I would agree with this one in that uh, before I watched this, I would agree with it. <laughs> yeah, it is, this said. isn't a film about the prison complex. I am in no way, shape or form having that Acts of Vengeance was anything other <laughs> than a stupid dumb fuck action movie there was a corrupt cop in it yeah there was one in it but it wasn't trying <laughs> it wasn't to make any them. comment upon the no, state I, of the police I just, system i just found that quite funny when he texted me out i was like maybe we are with the times and we didn't realize <laughs> i mean you you put some good stuff up uh on twitter this week actually you found the alternative movie oh, posters the, didn't you for acts of vengeance one's a dvd cover one's the blu-ray cover and, and how, they bear no resemblance to the actual film not at all not at, neither of them do. Yeah, check that out. I, I tweeted that a couple of well, it'd be some point last week now. There, there was no helicopters or exploding skyscrapers. In all of the posters for the film, Tony B's got two guns in his hand, and at no point in the film does he even have one. Nope. <laughs> even for the main poster of the film, he's got that. Yeah, if we do a, a botskas at the end of this year for most misleading poster, uh, Acts of Vengeance is a, a shooting. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Absolute shooting. Anyway, back to back, this. Yeah, back this, to this. It was fine. It, yeah, that's all you can say. It's fine. It's a good... For a comedy, if you're not going to think too much about it, and if you want a bit of a laugh, Whoopi Goldberg's funny in it. The the woman, Melissa Leo, is brilliant in it. She's She plays that character so well. Because she, she's not like an evil person. She's no. not like a bad girl. She's just like a bit of a scamp. I quite, I quite, I quite liked her character. I, well, that's part of the thing, isn't it? You know, we're we're told she can't be trusted. She did, you know, she was in for over ten years for armed robbery. Yeah, it. She is portrayed, like you say, as a bit of a scamp. Yeah, we never saw any of that. Yeah, <laughs> she just seemed like a bit of a scamp. Yeah. Uh, trivia. Have you got a trivia question for me, Nick? Uh, I have. Yes. How many have you got? One. Oh, me too. Okay, go for it. You go first. Okay, so. At the start of the movie, the very first scene, um, when they're waking up the prisoners for the day, yeah. which cell number does Melissa Leo's character Anderson come out of? 28. Correct. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> so what's that, 6-4? Yes, I believe so. I did say I was going to write no. it down. Is it six? No, or is it 6-5? Because didn't we both get it right last week? Yeah, we did. That, yeah, that's 6-5 with you with a question in hand. Yes. Um, my question is, when the bus driver pulls over to let Anderson go and have a number two, what is the name of the town that he pulls over in? Oh, I didn't, I didn't write that down. Is it? Um, I have no idea. Do you want to have a guess? Hitchfork. <laughs> no. He pulls over at the town hall of this town. Right. If that helps. No, not at all. <laughs> it's, didn't register that. On the top of the town hall, the sign says, Town of Ulster, Town Hall. Oh, okay. So it was Ulster. No. 6-5, no. I told you I'd gain on you. Yeah, closing in. <laughs> Excellent. Shall we talk about the stream table? Yeah, let's do it.
Do you want me to run through the whole thing? Do I need to run through the whole thing? Um, I think you might do because I'm I'm not sure on this. Well, yeah, do it. Okay. It's still quite small. Go for it. It's nearly it's over halfway full now after this one. Uh, Deadly Detention is currently in at number twelve. Thoroughbreds is in at eleven. Holidays at ten. Last week's film, Acts of Vengeance, is at number nine. Uh, Ross's wildcard is at number eight with Ark. Jordan's wildcard is at number seven with I Kill Giants. Take Me is at number six. Mute is at number five. Peelers is number four. First Match is number three. Bad Day for the Cut is number two. And still holding tight at number one is Fast Colour. Any ideas? I think it's around the wildcard somewhere. I, I Fucking Ark again. No, actually... Um, you know, the thing that this is probably most similar to that we've seen so far is Take Me. Yeah, yeah, similar similar and, sort of comedy as well, isn't it? You know, quick, which one of those did, did I prefer this or did I prefer that? Are you saying it's better than I Kill Giants? Uh, I enjoyed it more than I Kill Giants, but it's a mess. Yeah. I Kill Giants it's a, is... It's, a, it's around there. As a film, I Kill Giants is a better film, I think. Yes. No, I think it probably is, but it was a slog to get through. Yes. Whereas this wasn't... It depends how where you want to look at it, as in, are we talking better films or are we talking more enjoyable films? Yeah, it's, it's, it's around there. Like, yeah, the, the thing is, it's because they're all sort of middle of the pack, I haven't really got a... I can be one round as to where we put it. It's in that area. Hmm. If, if you had a strong thought in particular. I don't really, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think it's as good as Take Me. I think as a film, Take Me's fun... And is a decent story to the film. There's a good twist. Well, you can see the twist coming a mile off, but it's nice when it gets there. Yeah, but it's not a mess, is it? No, it's it's, it's, it's a proper it film. Knows it what it is, and it's yeah. nice, yeah. I think you're right. I think it goes either side of I Kill Giants. Put it underneath it, then. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's one above Ark and one below I Kill Giants. I think that's fair. I think that's where I'd have it. Yeah, put it there. Yeah? Yeah. So, seventh. Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Are you happy with that? Are you sure? Yeah, 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 sure. Excellent. So that just need me beer. So that just leads us to picking next week's film. Yes. What are you looking for this week, Nick? What do you want? You got what you wanted th- last week, so I think I want something a bit brainier because yeah, the last two weeks, although they've been fun, easy watches, they've been a bit bubblegum, haven't they? Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'd like something to tease my brain a little bit. So I, I am not specific to genre. Um, let's just have something that's a bit... Uh, something yeah. we can go a bit deeper into. Write more bit, than eight pages of notes on. Yeah, something more for the mind. Okay, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Sure. And it has picked a film called... Tau? T-A-U. How are you pronouncing Tau. that? Tau? Tor. Tau. 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 Uh, it's a Netflix original. Are you ready for the synopsis? Sure. No, tell me what you think it is first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just from those three letters. Um, is it like another arc? So it stands for something. <laughs> Possibly. What did arc stand for? Augmented uh, anyway, reality. It sounds something. It sounds uh, futuristic. I'm going sci-fi. Going sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, Tau is a sci-fi film from 2018. It's a yes. thriller. Uh, it says a. A woman is held captive by a scientist in a futuristic smart house and hopes to escape by reasoning with the artificial intelligence that controls the house. Oh, okay. Sounds interesting. Hmm. Let's see who's in it. Uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, wow. Is that another Oscar winner? 
Has he got an Oscar? Did he, did he win one? Was he Winston Churchill a few years ago? Yep. Best performance by an actor. Did he win? Darkest Hour. Yeah, he did. Oh, there you go. Two weeks in racking a row. We are racking him up at the minute. That's doubled our head count. Uh, who else is in it? Micah Munro? Not familiar. She. Have you seen It Follows? No. You should. It's a really good horror film. She's in that. She's okay. also in Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, no, not seen that either. That's not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Sure, uh, sounds cool. It does. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We'll definitely watch that. So yeah, go out this week and watch Tau or Tau, Tau or whatever that film is. It's only free. Let's just search for it on Netflix. T-A-U. Find out next week. <laughs> T- yeah, we'll hopefully be able to tell you next week. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk to you about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.